Hey everybody, and welcome to Podcast 125. Still don't have any game stuff to talk about, but this time I talk about Riddick, which is out in theaters now, and I talk about Oblivion, which just recently came to the rental box, so it's probably been out for purchase for about a month. And that's all I have this time. Enjoy the show! So Riddick is out in theaters now. It is sort of the third live-action movie in the series. It is technically the fourth movie because they had an animated movie, which took place, I think, between the first and second movies. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I forget. It is a science fiction thriller, though it might also be classified in horror. It's not really kind of, you know, gory chase everybody around, kill everybody kind of horror, so I would say it's more of a thriller. I don't know what its official designation is. It is rated R, and I'll probably try and remember to mention the ratings in the future because we might have some parents or some younger people listening, and it might be important to note. I was reminded I might want to do that as I sat in the theater and looked behind me at the noisy people who were coming in, And there was, I was guessing, a mom with a young daughter and an uncle. And the young daughter was, I would guess, around five years old. So I thought to myself, what is this crazy person doing bringing like a five-year-old into sci-fi horror? It's like the worst choice ever. And I was right. By the end of the previews for other movies, she was already telling her mom she was scared. And by like three minutes into Riddick, she was almost on the verge of tears. So I'm glad her mom finally got her head out of her butt and took her little girl out of the theater because that's like the worst choice ever. I don't know what she was thinking. If I would have been the ticket seller, I would have almost refused to sell her a ticket and been like, you know this is sci-fi horror, right? This is totally not appropriate. You know, I would have said it, you know, more politely and all that, but still. Anyways, uh, back to proper rambling about the movie. This continues right where the second movie left off. So there is, I would guess, maybe sort of five minutes of crossover. It starts where he is now in his present, and then it sort of has a quick flashback very early in the movie, which explains, you know, why he is where he is now and not living with the necromongers. Basically, King Conan, or Riddick, gets bored being king because he considers that his life among the necromongers has made him civilized and he's gotten bored, he decides to basically go back to the planet where it all started and sort of, I guess, do some walkabout to get in touch with his more savage self. There are apparently no maps of the solar system, just the maps in the navigator's heads, as it were. So the necromonger group that is assigned to take him to the planet basically takes him to the wrong planet and strands him there. Being stranded, his walkabout in the wilds ensues. 
What I'm guessing is about a two-year time period. He runs into an outpost and purposely triggers what is basically a help beacon. I kind of peed during that part, so I might have missed some minor detail about that. And shortly thereafter, not one, but two mercenary ships come to the outpost to pick him up. Because it scanned in his image and knew his identity and knew, you know, he was wanted and had, you know, a bounty on his head. Survival and combat ensues. I have some conflicting thoughts on the movie. On the one hand, I thought it was fairly well acted. Each actor and the one actress did a very good job of making their characters really stand out and really, you know, have a very strong personality. The special effects were all very good and top-notch. Nothing looked bad or cheesy or fake. Due to about half of the movie being in pretty dark conditions, a lot of the subtlety of some of the scenes and the details are kind of obscured. Also, the story in terms of what is going on, for the most part, just really isn't all that interesting. There's a fair bit of dialogue and it moves the story along quite well. But I don't know, there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot there which makes the movie interesting. It just seems kind of... I I don't know if I'd say it's absolutely boring, but I found myself being, I guess you could say, bored more often than not. It seems more and more that the Riddick movies are becoming sort of this Conan in space. Honestly, I wouldn't mind Vin Diesel playing Conan. He's pretty cool. But it's just, I I don't know. A sci-fi version of Conan just doesn't seem all that interesting. It's like they're copying sort of this over-the-top 70s comic style that they drew for Conan. You know, the most obvious one people will recognize who haven't even read Conan is the one where Vin Diesel is, like, leaping, and he's got, like, daggers in his hands or a sword. And, you know, that's sort of a a behind-the-shot of the bad guy going, Oh, no! Now, that's pretty much classic comic style right there. And another big scene is... In this current film, he's sort of on this hill fighting all these monsters coming up at him. And again, you know, it's a very traditional, classic, 70s-style comic scene. But I don't know, it just doesn't seem like they're really thinking about, you know, how the movie is beyond sort of this comic portrayal of, Riddick is here doing this, Riddick is here doing this, Riddick is here doing this. I mean, if you think about it, sure, Riddick is this awesome solo hero. But in all of the good Batman films, you know, Batman is not the only character that's being focused on. You know, in the same way, he's still this really awesome solo character. But his movies are really good because they're not just focused on Batman. I really think the Riddick movies need to focus on maybe a group of characters or, you know, if it's just going to focus on Riddick, you know, put him in this different and interesting situation. Maybe, you know, for the next movie, rewind in the timeline and, you know, show us how Riddick became Riddick. Why is he this, you know, badass guy? Why did he get sent to Butcher Bay? Tell us that story of, you know, what happened to him. Why did he become, you know, this assassin, basically? And, you know, why does he not care about anything but, you know, killing as many people as he can? In closing, I would rate this movie as. Meh. It's okay, but it's not amazing. Like I said, there are some aspects about it that are really good, 
But there are, you know, a great many times during the movie where I was like, this is kind of boring, it's not real interesting. I would say if you are a massive Riddick or Vin Diesel fan, you might want to go see it. But I would recommend you catch it on a matinee. If you aren't, you know, a really huge massive fan, I would say maybe catch it on a cheap matinee or just wait for the rental. I would say you could get popcorn and take friends if you want, but it's just kind of meh. So I don't know that I'm all that excited to, you know, take a bunch of treats and friends with me to go see it. Although I'm kind of hesitant to recommend popcorn anymore. I know it's more of a, a rating that, you know, this movie is good and fun than it is, you know, go spend money getting an actual treat to eat with it. But this time I went and I was like, you know, it's been a long time since I've had popcorn. I said to myself, self, if the small popcorn is three bucks or less, I'll I'll get it. And I said, self, you have a deal. So I went to see how much it was and the prices were just absurd. The small was six dollars and the, you know, unlimited large was like eight so I go, give me a break. I can go to Outback Steakhouse and get, like, an awesome steak dinner for 10 Why would I spend, you know, six or eight bucks just on, you know, a bag of popcorn that costs maybe 50 cents for them to make? So, I don't know. That seemed a bit ridiculous. So I rented Oblivion on Blu-ray. It is what I would call a classic science fiction film. It is rated PG-13. We follow the character of Jack, who is a technician. And he is on assignment to sort of patrol and repair some droids on what is left of the Earth after a big war. The scenery is absolutely breathtaking in some parts. And I really wish I hadn't have trusted the reviewers saying it was a bad movie who poo-pooed everything because I really think it was really great and it would have been really nice to see some of the scenery you know on a much larger screen there isn't as much tech as I thought there would be in the movie but as per most classic science fiction only what is needed is there as the movie goes on we find out more about the character of Jack we find out about the history of what happened to the world during the war And a mystery comes up that is sort of revealed over the majority of the movie, so I won't spoil any of that. And that's what makes, you know, classic science fiction interesting. I understand why a lot of the people said they didn't like it, and thinking back to the reasons they said, you know, I I do agree that those reasons make sense. But I would personally disagree, being a fan of classic science fiction, because, you know, those choices make really perfect sense for this movie and I really liked it and I highly recommend it to anybody else who is into classic science fiction it is pretty long it is over two hours long so if you want to get popcorn you know you might need to make more than one trip 
You can see it alone or with friends. Either is fine. But, you know, don't take friends that tend to talk a lot because this would be one of those movies they're talking quite a bit about what's going on. But I liked it quite a bit, and I have it on my list. So eventually I will buy it. We do have a little bit of news this week. Amnesia, a machine for pigs, is now out. I had actually been looking forward to this. I kind of forgot it was coming. But it is $20. And I checked a review on it just to, you know, be sure it was something I wanted to pick up. Because I did like the first game, A Dark Descent. But the review said it only had about 6 to 8 hours of playtime. So for something that costs 20 bucks, that seemed kind of pricey to me, I'll probably wait until it goes on sale for like 10 or maybe 15 bucks. Oh, six or eight hours for 20 bucks just seems kind of, kind of pricey. Though I suppose, you know, technically you double that for, you know, the average full retail game and I suppose it's about what that would be typically. So I guess it's up to you if you want to pick it up or not. A surprise to me, Infinity Blade 3 is coming out for iOS on the 18th. Sadly, it still looks to be an iOS exclusive. I really wish other people could play it because it is one of the few series that are really awesome for mobile. It's kind of sad that, you know, it's iOS specific. But it's like this is the first I'd heard of the third game coming out. And the trailer, you know, you can check my notes and find a trailer for that. Looks like they're actually finally going to explain some of the story, the characters, and the world. So we're going to get a lot more stuff than just the combat of the first two games. I actually never really played the second game all that much. I played it for a few hours and that was about it. It just kind of seemed like, you know, an update to the original game. So it's like, this is cool, but it's not all that interesting. This time, you know, it looks like they got a bunch of cool story and there's some cutscenes and some cool stuff going on. So I think I will be very interested in picking it up when it comes out in a week. In TV news, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming out on the 26th. So that's a few weeks from now. People like me who have to watch it online might not see it until like a week after that, you know, when it comes online. Sometimes they delay things, you know, by a week for the online viewers. But I am looking forward to that, and if you are into superhero-type stuff, you might want to keep an eye out for it as well. And if you have, you know, DVRs, you might want to see if you can set it up to record now, so when it shows up, it just automatically grabs it. That's it for the news this time.
So in sad life news, I think I might be getting a cold. I think I sound a little bit different. I'm not listening to myself through headphones or anything yet, but just listening in general, I, I think I sound a little different. Been kind of congested and very tired. I suppose extra sensitive emotionally. I've been quite hungry lately as well. I've been trying to do, you know, a diet-ish thing again and you know, try and cut back on soda. It felt like I had lost, you know, a decent amount of weight, but when I checked my weight, it was only like one pound difference. So I don't know if that's an actual loss or not. Even if it was, you know, that'd be like a whole year before I got to, you know, my goal. I don't know. I suppose I'll take it, you know, if if it does work out that way. You know, I want to get back down, you know, regardless. But I don't know. That will, you know, take some time to see if there's any real effect. Because last time I was on my diet, I was not only, you know, reduced in soda, but reduced in other stuff as well. And, you know, it made no impact at all over, you know, 13 weeks or whatever. I'm also very sad about my forums that I'm an MVP on. Seems like for the past several days to week, you know, every now and then I'll see messages where people are poop talking me. It's like people are kind of backhandedly insulting me and, you know, in some cases directly insulting me. And just overall the forums seem to be going kind of bad. I mean, I typically don't go to Blizzard forums because, you know, there is a lot of poop talking and people aren't respectful to each other. So, you know, I was always, you know, very hesitant about joining this forum, you know, as a member, let alone an MVP. So, I don't know, maybe it's just because there's a lot of tension and a lot of stress and sadness about who's in beta and who's not in beta. Maybe they're just jealous because, you know, I'm MVP or whatever. I don't know. I've been very sad about that lately. I don't feel very appreciated at all. And it's like, you know, the stuff I send to the developers, you know, the person I have contact with doesn't usually reply or, you know, if it is, it's just a kind of semi-generic thanks. You know, I don't hear back on, you know, if any of my ideas were liked or adopted or, you know, hey, this is awesome, we'll put it in the game later. You know, it's like mostly it's just like any other suggestion on the forum. So I don't know, I, I don't feel very appreciated lately. I did check over my bills slash budget, and it looks like if the IRS does not demand the 500, I still haven't heard back from them on, you know, my rebuttal of sending them the form they should have gotten, you know, a year and a half ago. You know, I haven't heard if they accepted the, you know, resending of the forms I did. But if they do not, you know, demand I pay them that, then in theory, if I drained absolutely everything I had from savings, I could replace my laptop with, you know, a new version of that laptop, pretty much, you know, it's new bigger brother. Sometime around early January, maybe late December, if I really save up well. So I suppose, you know, in a way that's good news, because that means, you know, it is much sooner than I thought I could. But, you know, again, that is draining absolutely everything out of savings, putting me at, you know, zero savings. So we're looking at, you know, at least four months to recover anything on that, pretty much. Because I'm going to be recovering so slowly during that time period. So I guess, you know, that's a relief that, you know, that can happen and I suppose will have to happen. I haven't had anything bad happen with my laptop, you know, since the last incident a few days ago. 
you know, I'm absolutely not risking, you know, using it unplugged. It's always plugged in. And if I do unplug it, you know, I'm always careful to go, you know, as fast as I can. It's usually just, you know, one table to the next. So it's, you know, maybe 15 or 20 seconds. But, you know, most of the time it seems okay. Sometimes it does act a little funny. You know, the battery will drain down to 85% and it's plugged in, but it's saying it's not charging. You know, I don't know what's up with that. You know, previously, never would drop below about 90. So getting down to, like, you know, 85 or 80%, it's like, why aren't you charging? What's going on? So, I don't know. Uh, I don't really trust it. But, uh, you know, my sad life is my sad life, and you just have to try and deal with, you know, each emergency as they come. And so this, you know, is the current emergency. And, you know, when I get money for it, I can deal with it. And that's all I can do. I don't really have, you know, any options on that. So my life seems, you know, very sad and out of control and lost, you know, as usual for my sad homeless times. But, you know, there's nothing I can do other than, you know, just try and hang on. You know, I just hope that, you know, I do get the opportunity to recover and, you know, get recovered physically and emotionally and, you know, hopefully my stuff will last, you know, until that time and there aren't any huge disasters. But, you know, all I can do is hope. And I hope that, you know, everybody out there listening does not have a terrible life. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. It's getting kind of hard to believe things are going to get better. I've been drowning too long to believe that the tide's going to turn. And I've been living too hard to believe things are going to get easier now. I'm still trying to shake off the pain from the lessons I've learned. Which just recently came to the rental box, so it's probably... uh, 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 If I would have been the ticket seller, I'd have been... Two mercenary ships come to the outpost to pick him up. Because it's Scandinavia. Maybe late December if I really save up well. So I put... Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lionel, command it. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdotcom. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space, and be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's ramblings is copyright 2013 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.